0: Job 38, 4 through 8, <clears throat> and, um, and then uh, we'll get started. So Job 38, 4 through 8. It says, uh, verse 4, Where wast thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare, if thou hast understanding. Who hath laid the measures thereof, if thou knowest, or who hath stretched the line upon it? Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened, or who laid the cornerstone thereof? When the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy, or who shut up the sea with doors when it break forth, as if it had issued out of the womb? And let's pray. Dear God, uh, please let this message come out as as you would have it, and let it uh, land on soft hearts and be of benefit for each other. Help us to grow closer to you, sharpen each other, and um, and then uh, carry that forward in our week and into the world. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so so this, in Job here, uh, this is basically God rebuking him after he's just kind of thrown a pity party and said uh, that, you know, why, why am I being afflicted, you know, and this is after he's been sick and his family's been killed and he's lost all his flocks, and he's saying, God, I've done nothing wrong. I don't deserve this. Why are you doing this to me? And then I think one of the uh, most kind of painful retorts here in the Bible is God saying, Oh, I'm sorry. Are you saying that you know what's best here? And it's basically, he's saying, I'm sovereign here. Where were you when when I laid the foundations of the earth? Where were you when I made all of creation and laid the cornerstone? And I just think of Job being in his situation and being like, just shrinking at each little comment and be like, Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, sorry, sorry. So um, one thing i at least I uh normally hear a few things talked about when we talk about job, and any of you have any like words that you 've heard of or think of normally associated with job in the story Anyone have anything Usually it is like faithfulness or the patience of job um, uh, that he 's committed in he 's following through he still follows Jesus right um, One thing I think that I've I personally never heard really ascribed to this, um, but it kind of brings into my mind a little bit of pride, because he's he's basically saying God, your plan is not right. This is not right what you're doing, but I know better. Even though you're sovereign, and then that's where this retort comes from is saying, hold up, who do you think you are? I'm the God of creation. This is my my plan, and I'm going to carry it out how I see fit and what's, what's best. So, <clears throat> and then you also think about uh, Job's advisors through this whole thing, and they get uh, chastised throughout because they keep saying, Job, you're getting all of this because you're sinning. And he keeps saying, no, I'm not sinning. And then they get rebuked for saying how unwise their counsel is. So, um, so... Pride. I think there's a little bit of a theme kind of here through, uh, through the scripture here in Job. A little bit of pride, and if you think about what was the original sin, the first sin ever created, it was the devil wanting to be like God and being thrown cast down with a third of the angels because of pride. Right? Because he wanted to elevate himself to that um, that position. So, kind of the original sin is is the is Satan's pride, and he's cha- he's um, punished for that. So, um, you know, and I, well, going on here, um, uh, there's a bunch of, we'll have a lot of uh, verses in Proverbs here, um, but Proverbs 6, 16 through 19, it talks about, uh, these six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look, so the very first thing in this list of things that are an abomination that he hates, is pride, a proud look. Then it goes on, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among brethren. So it talks about whenever he gives a list of things he hates, the very first thing that he points out is pride. What I think is interesting, um, you know, first off, have, have you ever, you guys ever heard that, Uh, Anger is a secondary emotion, and where that comes from is usually anger, you don't start with anger, usually anger stems from either a hurt or embarrassment or some other problem that then triggers the anger and and turns that against whatever the the thing is. So anger is a secondary emotion. If you kind of think about that, and you go through this list of Of uh, sins in Proverbs 6, 16 through 19, they all kind of have a root of pride. And these, so, and I would argue that most sin in general has a root of pride and that pride is the root sin for a lot of these things. So, uh, proud look, that's direct. It's pride. He states that directly. But then it goes on, a lying tongue. How many times would we or anyone lie if it weren't to either harm another individual or to uh, elevate ourselves. And pride is putting ourselves before others and especially before, above God, right? So there's no reason to lie that I can think of other than to put someone else down or to cover up or elevate yourself. So a root of pride. Uh, hands that shed innocent blood. You're placing your decision over those of the innocent, <clears throat> A root of pride. You're saying that you know best what uh, that outcome should be. A heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. Kind of the, going back to that lying thing. The wicked imaginations is probably for your own benefit and probably at the expense of someone else. Uh, feet that be swift into running to mischief, um, harming others. Mischief. A false witness that speaketh lies. Same thing. You're uh, you're putting down someone else. Uh, and he that soweth discord among brethren, kind of the same thing, elevating yourself at the expense of others, putting others down. Um, and, and, you know, all of these have that root of pride. So where does pride come from? Uh, luckily, Scripture talks directly at it, in, uh, or directly to it, in Mark seven twenty one through 23. Um, So it says, For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, and pride, foolishness. All these things, all these evil things come from within and defile the man. So one thing that strikes me here is, again, we have a list of things that God hates um, and sins. What strikes me is that We have a different view of sin a lot of times than God does, right? Sin is sin, and relative to perfection, all sin is great. But in our mind, because we're not perfect, we tend to uh, kind of hierarchy different sins. But when you look at this, uh, for from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, uh, and then goes on to the list, you've got adultery, you've got murder. You've got uh, blasphemy all lumped in with pride. So, you know, you think, we tend to think, uh, okay, yeah, um, I don't know, let's see. Uh, yep, I've been foolish sometimes. But we don't think of that quite as bad as, I've murdered someone, right? But here, that list is all putting these together, and it's calling them all evil thoughts. And what really hurts is it's saying that comes from our own hearts, Right? So, um, if you go on to Jeremiah seventeen nine, this this verse uh, kind of always sticks with me. I feel like it always is kind of repeating, and just it's just something I've, I thought I think about a lot. And it says uh, in Jeremiah seventeen nine, it says, "The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it?" So, out of our heart proceed evil thoughts. And our heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked, who can know it? And what really gets me, what really kind of, like, drives that dagger in is the who can know it. And that's why I think about this so much, is because how many, you know, it's saying that directly, it is evil and deceitful, but who can know it? So, we may not even know, and I would say we probably don't know, the extent how much and the extent to which our heart is deceitful and wicked. Um, and so I think that requires constant reflection and being in the Bible to see what's right and wrong and uh, and then guarding your heart, just like uh, the Bible says, well, keep that heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Um, but who can know how desperately wicked our heart is? We've got to guard our heart to keep those wicked things out and keep our perspective and our mindset correct. Um, Now, through studying pride throughout different passages in the Bible, um, there's a couple things, I think two things we can kind of get from studying this out throughout. Uh, One is in Proverbs 16.8, it says, or sorry, 16.18, it says, "'Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall.'" So, we can gain warnings through studying pride and through uh, reading through the scriptures here. So, pride goeth before destruction. If we are diligent in guarding our heart and assessing our own state and in the word and uh, applying that throughout our lives, then, and we recognize potential pride in our lives, that can serve as a warning to prevent the destruction that it says is to come. So, pride goeth before destruction, it's a warning. When you see it, you need to eliminate that uh, from your life, and a haughty spirit before the fall—kind of the same thing there. Uh, then we go to Jeremiah forty-nine sixteen, and uh, there it says, "Thy terribleness, thy terribleness hath deceived thee, and the pride of thine heart." So the terribleness and the pride of your heart. O oh, that thou dwellest in the clefts of the rock that holdest the height of the hill that. Uh, Though thou shouldest make thy nest as a high eagle, I will bring thee down from thence, saith the Lord. So here it's uh, lumping in pride of your heart with terribleness and deception. So again, your own heart is deceiving you, and you have to watch that. Um, But then he goes on and he says, basically, he's saying, if you hide in the clefts of a rock on a height of a hill that you make your nest as high as an eagle, I'll bring you down from there. Uh, He's saying, it doesn't matter what you do. I am the sovereign God, and my will will be done, and I don't care how safe you think you are, you're not safe from my plan and my will. And so, if you are in a place of pride and trusting in your own strength, and, uh, you know, and and I think it's easy to do this, where, because it it is right that we set ourselves up for um, success, and that we give ourselves stability throughout, but he's saying that you can't put your trust in those things that you do, in your savings account or, you know, your fallback plans or any of that. Ultimately the trust is in God because he has control over everything and he's saying if you're prideful no matter what you do to set yourself up for success and hide yourself um, from him he sees all and he's in charge of all so um, you can't let that pride get the best of you um, no matter how safe you think you are so, um, in 1 John 2.16, again talking about um, verses that can give you uh, warning about pride, says says in 1 John 2.16, for, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but of this world. So, how easy is it for us to be persuaded by things of this world? Um, if it wasn't easy for us to be persuaded by that, auto manufacturers wouldn't come out with a new truck or a new car every single year, right? Because they throw out a truck, you have transportation, it's good enough, we're done creating things, right? But it's not, they take advantage of the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life, and say, hey, I know that that one could get you places, but this one can get you places with heat. Now this one can get you places with air conditioning. now this with massaging, now this with air-conditioned seats, and they just keep going up, And consumers see that, and they're like, well, yeah, I do need air conditioning, and I do need massaging seats, and I do need four-wheel drive, right? Um, So how easy is it for us to be seduced by that? And again, you have to guard your heart uh, and realize you have to kind of zoom out from that myopic lens and get the big-picture perspective and see that these things don't matter. Uh, It talks about laying your treasures up in heaven where, uh, what is it, uh, Moth and rust do not corrupt. There it is. Um, so these things don't matter. They're only temporary. What matters is the everlasting and, uh, and our investment in that. So um, again, for warning, guard yourselves against all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, because it's not of the Father, it's of this world. All right, and then the, the uh, last one that I've got for, for a warning uh, for pride is Proverbs, Proverbs 4.23, and uh, this is the one we've talked about. Keep that heart, heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And we've talked about that throughout here because it's a theme, that it's an, it's an active um, uh, path that you have to take. You have to constantly guard your heart because you're inundated every day with attacks on your heart, principalities that are trying to get your attention and sway you and pull you closer to them. Um, so you have to keep your heart with all diligence and um, and get rid of those things that are the attacks on your heart as much as you can. All right? So that's warning. That's one of the big things uh, we can get through studying pride through the scriptures um, and, and that. The second thing, I think, is wisdom. So... Uh, if we go to Proverbs 8.13, uh, that says, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. And then, well, we'll go into that. A fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogancy and the evil way, and the froward mouth do I hate. Uh, what else is the fear of the Lord? You guys remember that? Beginning of wisdom, right? So, so we've got fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And here it says, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. So it is wise to hate evil, correct? So, uh, and then another thing, you know, Pastor likes to bring up punctuation a lot. Uh, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, colon, and it's, so it's saying to hate evil, and here are the things that are evil. Once again, the first thing kicking off the list is pride. So we got pride, arrogancy, which are sl- kind of synonymous, uh, and the evil way and the froward mouth. Do I hate? He hates these things. So it's wise to hate evil, these things are evil, and God hates these things, right? So, um, so again, it's giving you wisdom that you need to uh, assess where these things are uh, and where pride might be in your life, and you can't just know it that, oh, pride is bad, you have to hate pride, and you have to actively work to get it out of your life and pull out that root, Um, which is not always hard to see or to uh, eliminate. Um, And again, pride is many times, and maybe all, maybe it takes a little more uh, looking into, but pride is the root of so many of the sins that we have. Because ultimately, God has said that this is a sin, and we we are making the decision to commit that, even though we know that that might be wrong. And how would that not have a root of pride? That's a prideful pursuit. The pursuit of what you want, not what God wants. All right, and then the last one, uh, tr- trying to just give you wisdom uh, going through for, uh, for pride. Proverbs 14.3 says, In the mouth of the foolish is a rod of pride, but the lips of the wise shall preserve them. So again, it's, it's relating wisdom and pride. And uh, one thing I think is interesting is, in the mouth of the foolish is a rod of pride. I would venture to guess that none of us want to be called foolish, Um, But the rod of pride, I think, kind of has two different um, applications. One is, in the mouth of the foolish is a rod of pride. Um, Spare the rod, hate the child. It's chastisement, right? So the rod of pride, you're saying prideful things. You would be using that against someone else. So out of your mouth is a chastisement through pride of other people, right? Right? So that's kind of one application that it can have. The other is, uh, how many times have we said something that we immediately want to, to put our foot in our mouth, right? And you're like, uh, that was either not the right way to say it or just not the right thing to say. Um, and so it can be a chastisement of yourself as you immediately realize, uh, I, should not, I shouldn't have said that. And now, because I spoke in foolishness and pride, now it's chastising myself. I'm bringing chastisement on myself. And then, but the lips of the wise shall preserve them. So, um, you know, speaking in wisdom preserves life. And um, so those are kind of the two big things that I think we can get from studying pride throughout Scripture is a warning for things to avoid, how to get it out of your life, uh, and then wisdom, how to uh, speak wisely Throughout, um, throughout your days. So, uh, but that's the big things. Remember, keep your heart with all diligence uh, and it's a consistent pursuit that is every day no matter what because if you don't guard it, uh, think about, I, I think a lot, of, well, I think about the um, movie stars and celebrities who uh, maybe they're child actors or just just any of them how many of them do you see where their lives are just tumbling out of control through divorce and drugs and alcohol, and but they have everything. They have the lust of the world, the lust of the eyes, uh, but they're tumbling out of control because they've they're ruled by pride. And so, what does pride come before? Destruction, right? So. Uh, we have consistent examples of this playing out in people's lives uh, all throughout media and everything. Um, but if you're walking in wisdom and guarding your heart, now you, you, can, uh, you can walk in a way that's honoring to him and that will be blessed by him. So, um, so I'm sure there's a lot more we could go into, but that's kind of the big things I had um, for pride. And uh, unfortunately, you guys are going to have to talk to other people for a little bit longer today. So um all right well that's it uh we'll go to end in prayer and uh and then we'll mingle all right dear god uh thank you for letting us gather today and uh i pray that there was uh some some wisdom gained here and uh some some benefit to to everyone uh, i pray that we are constantly guarding our heart and looking to walk in your ways and walk closer or uh, grow closer to you every day and to honor you and all we say do and think